Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Besides helping us to make shows like this possible, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts like Tep and Step, access to all 61 years of the magazine in our digital archives, recruiting analysis, and must-see insight from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, we hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe that's texasfootball.com slash subscribe and thanks for listening the texas football today podcast is brought to you by chocolate milk built by nature you can watch texas football today live weekdays at noon at texasfootball.com and on facebook yes yes y'all from the dave campbell's texas football mothership here in beautiful lewisville texas it is texas football today a show on the internet my name's greg tepper i'm the managing editor of dave campbell's texas football a magazine texasfootball.com a corresponding website thank you for spending part of your day with us whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com facebook youtube or twitch or you listen to us in the podcast which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice either way thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show on a big day, Pickle. A big, a big day. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making it sound good. She's the Duchess of the Dork. She's the reason why it's so hot in this office. That's That came out weird. She's actually Pickle. <laughs> you had the right intentions, but I it, did. It, it, it sounded it's better in your head. It's actually true. Yeah. You are the reason that it is so warm in this office. Yeah, but no one knows how the temperature is. So, yeah, yeah. Like podcast listeners are What I'm are saying gonna... is that you was screwing with the thermostat, people. That's what I'm saying. You leave me alone. <laughs> Insert foot into mouth. Today is Monday. November 8th, 2021. It is 17 days till Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to... No- oh, i got to look this up. November 8th. Who was born today? I don't um, know. Gordon Ramsay. Happy birthday to Gordon Ramsay. An idiot sandwich. Episode 1277. On today's show, guys, it's a big show. As I'm about to tweet, and I'm going to ask uh, Pickle to vamp for a minute while I tweet it. Um, if you're going to watch one show all year, this, this is, is the it. show to watch. Because yeah. it's one of our favorite shows of the year. It's Bracket Breakdown Day. We're going through, we're breaking down every one of the 12 UIL Texas High School Football Playoff Brackets from 6A to 1A. We're going wire to wire. We're going to tell you, we're going to talk about what the big picture in each bracket is. We're going to tell you about the contenders. We're going to tell you about the sleepers. If there is a show for you to watch, this is the one. We're also going to sprinkle in a few of other, our other normal things throughout the course of the program. So make sure you are locked in. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Ed McElroy, Aaron Arbuckle, Rob Hadaway, and Coach Terry Crawford. Ten and oh, I have a Panthers district champions, and and maybe a team we may be talking about here in a minute during our bracket breakdowns. Mm, there's and a now, tease. And now here to vamp while I uh, while I tweet is yeah, Ashley Pickle. That's good because I actually have a lot of stuff to say. Um, if you haven't been to our playoff central, make sure to go there. We have all of the brackets up that you can fill out, get that done before it starts. But the other thing uh, to note is we are doing the bracket breakdowns today on the show. Um, and here's the thing. It's going to be like a little bit of a lesser version. If you want to hear us go region by region, we will have bracketology videos up by tonight. Yes. Um, so we'll be recording those after the show. So yeah, if we don't mention a specific portion mm-hmm. of the brackets today, don't freak out. We here's, will have way more in-depth way that stuff I would, on bracket Here's breakdown. the way that I would break it This down, is the okay? chips and dip. This is, this is the chips and dip. This is the top level stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is the nice part. This is, you know, hey, you know, we're going to tell you a little bit about the top level stuff on all these brackets, mm-hmm. right? If you want to go a little bit deeper, we're going to have our bracket breakdowns go region by region. Those are coming up as soon as we record them out to the show. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you want to go even deeper... New episode of Tep and Step being recorded tomorrow morning. Our, our, our premium high school football podcast with Matt Step and I breaking down each of the 12 F- uh, UIL Texas high school football playoff brackets because it's the most wonderful time of the year. Pickle, let's get it going. We're going to start with the biggest bracket of them all, Class 6A, with our bracket, a 6A Division One. our bracket breakdown. You can find all the brackets at texasfootball.com slash playoffs. There it is in all of its glory. Let's start first and foremost with our big picture. 
I think uh, we're, the big picture is is the chalk bracket question mark. Because I, I think that, and, and I think that you are silly if you think that Texas high school football is not going to throw you a curveball. It absolutely is. Yes. Every time every time you think you've got it figured out, I promise you, you don't. You don't. <laughs> but if there is a bracket that I think could go super chalky, at least into the semifinals, mm-hmm. I think this might be it. Because I think that there are pretty clear favorites in each of the four regions. Okay, I think in region one, I think that uh, you have to go South Lake Carroll. They're yep. the defending regional champions. They have looked every bit the part of one of the best teams in the state. Mm-hmm. They have to be the favorite, in my opinion, in Region 1. In Region 2, I think it has to be Duncanville. Uh, they have not lost to a team within the, within the state of Texas. They have not been particularly close to them. Mm-hmm. There are other teams in that region we'll talk about, but I think Duncanville is probably your favorite. Region 3, kind of just the way that it broke down, there are other good teams in there, but I think that, uh, I think that Galena Park North Shore looks like the favorite there. I think they have to walk a treacherous path through Region 3, but I think that they have to be the favorite there. And in Region 4, I think it has to be like Travis. I think the way that they, even though they, you know, they, they lost their, their season finale, they're not going to see Westlake in, the, in, in this in any sort of meaningful way. They're, they're done with them for the rest of the year. And so as a result, if there is a bracket this year that we could just like fast forward four weeks to the state semifinals and look and be like, oh, yeah. oh it turned out it was South Lake Carroll, Duncanville, North Shore, and, and Lake Travis. That wouldn't necessarily be a huge shocker, right? Mm-hmm. Now, they all got to get there, and there's plenty of landmines in, in the path of each of one of those teams. Right. We basically said that last year, and like Travis lost in the first round. Sure. So it's like it only takes one first-round game to kind of blow everything up. And so, But I also think that just because of the way the brackets broke uh, with the D1-D2 split, I do think that the way that these things are, I think you have at least... To start the playoffs, you have a favorite in each region. Yes. And it could end up being the chalkiest bracket of them all. Let's now move on to the three contenders. Three contenders, we mentioned them all, North Shore, Duncanville, and South Lake Carroll. Let's start with North Shore. This is, as we've mentioned before, it's a different-looking North Shore team. They're yes. a defense-first team. They do have the one loss on the air, but it's to Spring-Westfield, and Spring-Westfield is a team that's on the other side of the bracket. They would not have to see them. They're in Region 2. They are a team that I think is figuring things out offensively, but that defense is going to keep them in every single game. Somebody's going to have to crack that code on the defense before they're going to get beat. And so they, I think they're a contender. I think Duncanville, you know, we, uh, you and I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago about how somehow it feels like Duncanville may in fact be underrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's because they had that first week loss to uh, Modern Day out of California. Yeah, and that kind of put everyone on notice, and then you fell asleep on them. They got they they got blown out of the water in that one. But since then, and then the other part of it is I think their district this, is down a yeah, little bit, so that doesn't necessarily help. I think so. I think that that district overall is is a little bit down. Uh, but those would be teams that I think uh, I think Duncanville is every bit the part. Again, I look at defense, and that defense has been fantastic. Yes. The other one, South Lake Carroll. South Lake Carroll, as we mentioned, I think the favorite in Region One. They're cruising along. The offense has been great. The defense has been as advertised, mm-hmm. uh, and they've got that playoff experience. They've played deep in the playoffs. And by the way, we'll break this down in bracket in bracket breakdowns on on our YouTube page coming up. I think they are. <clears throat> I think they're in the, the, the preferable side of the bracket. They yes. wouldn't have to see a team like Allen or Eulis Trandy until a regional final. Mm-hmm. And so I think for Carroll, they got a pretty favorable draw there as well. It's blonde hair season. If you're looking for a sleeper, I'm going to go with Spring Westfield. It's kind of like weird this. to call them a sleeper, but they're there, they're there in Region 2. I think Region 2 or Region 4 are the most likely to have a party crasher. Mm-hmm. Um and this is a Westfield team that I think flies under the radar. And one of the things I like about them is, again, the defense that they've got. The mm-hmm. defensive front seven with A.J. Holmes is just relentless. They have been fantastic. They're massive. They're <laughs> massive. They're going to be a problem. So I would say that I would say that actually there's a few sleepers in Region 2. I think Harker Heights is a sleeper as well. I really like what Rashawn Sanford, that running back there. Um, it, it is a really fun region there in Region 2 that for Duncanville, who is the favorite, they have to navigate a, 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 a number of teams that are certainly capable of up and nipping them at any point. Mm-hmm. So, Region 2 is probably the most fun region of them all. Uh, of the teams that uh, that could upset Duncanville, I think Spring-Westfield would be the most likely. Meekins gets those guys pumped, too. He Seeing sure them on the sideline like that, it was like they're ready to go for anyone. Absolutely. So, there is 6A Division 1. Let's matriculate, Pickle, to 6A Division 2. Breaking down the brackets, of course, you can find all the brackets at texasfootball.com slash playoffs. The big picture here is second fiddle no longer. 
I think there have been years in the past in which people go, oh, well, 6A Division One. that's the main event. That's what everybody wants to talk about. Yeah, and no. it's like everybody <laughs> bails into that pool. Mm-hmm. And especially, I think, a lot of it is Region 3. A yes. lot of the big-time heavyweights go to go to Division One. So Division Two is kind of like, what's left over? I just don't think that's the case this year. No. I think that the way that the, that the Division One and Division Two split broke, I think you have a ton of really, really good teams here in this in this bracket, and a ton of contenders here that uh, in past years maybe you haven't. They are not the second fiddle. Division Two. In fact, you could make an argument that Division Two is more interesting than Division One. I was just going to say you want to just foreshadow this, like the the possibility of having a Katie Westlake matchup. Mm-hmm. That might be like the most anticipated game of the year. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is a this is as this is as balanced, I think, as we've seen Division Two in a while. That's not to say there aren't favorites, but when I take a look at re- at the Division Two bracket this year, what strikes me the most is that they are it is no longer all the big heavyweights are in Division One and then Division Two is just kind of whoever's left, right? I look at this and I think that there is a lot of, of, of chaos potential. I think that there are some star-studded squads out there in the Division Two bracket. So I, I don't think that they are second fiddle any longer. Uh, and you should certainly be paying attention as much to Division Two as you are to Division One. Mm-hmm. Three contenders. You mentioned them. Two of them on the right side, Katie and Westlake. Uh, and then we'll talk about Den Guy. I'll start with start. T- let's start with the Katie and Westlake. So Katie is going to be the heavy favorite to come out of Division uh, Region Three. Region three. Uh, there are other teams that I think could certainly give them a trouble. Um, I I think that Alvin Shadow Creek would like to would love a, a chance in a regional semifinals against Katie. That could be certainly something to keep an eye on. But I think they've got to be the favorite in Region Three. Mm-hmm. Westlake, of course, the number one team in the state, the defending uh, 6A Division One state champs, now playing in the Division Two bracket this year. I think that they are the clear favorite in Region One or Region Four, four. rather. Uh, they could see a team like undefeated San Antonio Johnson in the second round, which could be a little bit tasty. Um, and who knows? There's other teams that could get in their way, like a team like Austin Vandergraft, who uh, even though they lost their or Sybil Steel, either of those teams, even though um, these are two teams that I think have an opportunity to to ruin Westlake's run but at the same time I think right now if you were to, to talk about what is the most likely semifinal on that right side of the bracket it would be uh, Katie and Westlake which of mm-hmm. course would be a super tasty matchup the other, te- the other team that I think is probably a favorite or at least it's be considered a, 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 maybe not prohibitive but a clear favorite in their in their region is uh is region one with Denton Geyer. And again, another team that maybe people forgot about, maybe after their loss to Allen, people kind of uh, soured on them, but mm-hmm. they are cruising along. Talk about a first round matchup, Denton Geyer and Flower Mound. Yeah. Um quarterbacks uh, with Jackson Arnold and Nick Evers going at it. Den- That's one of those you hate to see in the by district mm-hmm. round. <laughs> but I think I think Geyer has to be your favorite in region one. And mm-hmm. so as a result, because they are the favorites, I think those would have to top any sort of contender list in region in division two. Mm-hmm. My sleeper go with Cy Park. Who's in, gotta in, be the favorite for region, in region two. two. Well, it kinda depends. Kind of. Right? I think that we are careening headlong, although well, a, um, a lot of uh, things could happen. Rockwell Heath. That's exactly <laughs> it. I think we're going to see a re- regional semifinal between Side Park and Rockwell Heath. That is going to be the real question in this one: is which of those defenses can step I up? I think they talk know, about a clash. <laughs> we know how much offense is going to or is going to be in that game, but also keep an eye on Temple in there. But my, I, I like the Side Park team for a couple of reasons. One, they've certainly got stars, right? Harold Perkins, uh, you know, uh, Nathan Livingston. They've got a ton of star power on this Side Park team. The other thing is that their offense, when they run that wing T, it is hard to game plan for. It's hard to figure out in one week's time. You just don't see it that much at the six A level. So, especially in a place like Region 2. Normally, that's like a, like a Region 4 thing. So that is what I am very interested in and why I think Side Park could be the sleeper in the entire 6A Division 1 bracket right now. That is 6A Division 2 bracket breakdown. All right, Pickle. Let's take care of a little bit of business real quick. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, in partnership with Ozarka, is proud to team up this year to honor uh, to honor one team in each classification with the Ozarka Fueled by Nature Team of the Week Award. The team selected throughout the course of this program have exemplified the best in Texas high school football. Your week 11 Ozarka fueled by nature teams of the week in 6A Tomball facing a win and in lose and out week 11 showdown with Klein. The Cougars stood tall to capture a playoff spot with a 21-14 win over the Bearcats. In 5A, Frisco Liberty, the Red Hawks stunned state-ranked and previously unbeaten Lovejoy on national television on Thursday night, coming up with key defensive stops down the stretch for a 27-24 victory. 
In 4A, Pittsburgh, in a game with major playoff seating implications, the Pirates got 325 yards on the ground to pace the way to a 46-10 win over Texarkana Liberty Ilo. In 3A, Carn City, needing a win to lock up a playoff spot, the Badgers got four touchdown passes from Trayton Clark to upset Natalia 35-28. In 2A, Beckville. The Bearcats made history on Friday night in their 71-8 romp over Frankston, finishing the regular season a perfect 10-0 for their first undefeated regular season in the program's 90-plus year history. In 1A, Silverton. With their playoff fate already sealed, the Owls fought to the finish, taking down district rival Hart 58-53 for their first district victory since 2019. And in the private school ranks, Arlington Grace Prep. In a rare matchup of unbeaten rivals, the Lions defense dominated and Reed Turner ran for a trio of touchdowns as Grace Prep knocked off Arlington Pantigo 31-13. So those are your Dave Campbell's Texas Football Ozarka Fueled by Nature Teams of the Week. Congratulations to all the schools. We salute you. For more information, visit texasfootball.com. Okie dokie pickle on with the bracket breakdowns and on to class 5A and 5A Division 1. Here you can find all the brackets at texasfootball.com slash playoffs. A lot to get to in this one. We're going to start with my big picture. The big picture is it's a region two brawl. And we could have, we could have, I could have scripted this in week one. Yeah, we, uh, we scripted this last year when it was the same situation. Functionally, it's the same thing. (laughs) There's a lot of intrigue in regions one, three, and four. Mm -hmm. All for kind of different reasons in the sense that I think region one, maybe a little bit more wide open, especially with Tascosa's loss in, in the, the season finale yeah. to Lovett Coronado, right? A little bit more uh, wide open there. Region 3, a little bit of, of, I think there's a ton of contenders, like all those teams from District 10, mm-hmm. Peyto Hightower and Manville, plus a team like Flukerville Weiss, plus a team like Dripping Springs, a lot of in Port Arthur Memorial. There's Manville. a lot of, <laughs> lot of contenders. Yeah, a lot of contenders at Friendswood, things like that, right? Region 4 is kind of who's going to grab it, right? There's, it seems really wide open, mm-hmm. especially since Corpus Christi Vets looks a little bit vulnerable. Um, it could be anybody's ballgame. But make no mistake that the power nexus of the, of the 5A Division One bracket lies in Region 2. That is where you're going to find Denton Ryan. That is where you're going to find Magnolia West. That is where you're going to find Lancaster. That's where you're going to find Longview. That's where you're going to find Highland Park. That's where you're going to find College Station. That's where you're going to find Frisco Lone Star. All those teams in the same region fighting for one. I think that area around alone is going to be a fireworks. I mean, you're probably going to get Lancaster, Longview in the second round. Mm -hmm. You're going to get probably College Station, Frisco, Lone Star in the second round. Mm -hmm. Right? That is incredible. And then you get into the third round, and it's just going to be, it's going to be state ranked heavyweights going at it every single week there in Region Two. That is where the power nexus lies. And so whoever comes out of there, in my opinion, will be the favorite to win this championship. Mm-hmm. Because I think that as many as five of the top ten teams in the state and five of Division One are all lumped into one region. Yeah, talk about a, a road to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Three contenders. You guys start with the defending state champs and Denton Ryan and what they did against Frisco Lone Star on Friday night was very impressive. Uh, we have some questions about their offense, and I think those are valid questions. But the defense has been so lights out, so remarkable. Anthony Hill Jr. leading the way that until somebody can score with any sort of consistency against them, it just may not matter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this defense is going to give them a, certainly a, a chance to, to make a run. Speaking of a chance to make a run, College Station. Uh, I've been kind of banging this drum for a couple weeks mm-hmm. that College Station may, in fact, be the best team in 5A Division One because they are absolutely pummeling people. Yeah. They got a little bit of a push Friday night against Magnolia West, but ended up pulling away for, a, for an impressive victory. This College Station team is serious. They have got big-time playmakers on the outside, and their defense has been spectacular all season long. Man, we said that at 7-on-7, seven seven, mm-hmm. and that was just, you know, the chips and dip to anything. Right. <laughs> And then I would go over to Region 3 and I'd say Manville. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's because they are of, you know, we talked a lot about how the wide open nature of Region 3 and how there's a bunch of different contenders, but there is one thing that, that they have that nobody else does, and that is playoff pedigree. Mm-hmm. Manville has been there, they've done that, they've got the t-shirt, they've played for state championships, they've made a deep run, they've navigated the waters of Region 3 before. They're tougher waters this year, and maybe this Manville team is not as explosive as they were in past years, but you cannot count. You cannot discount the power of pedigree when you get here, and Manville certainly got that. So I would certainly consider them one of the contenders. My sleeper here, a bunch of different ways you can go, but I ended up going with Gregory Portland. This is a team that uh, in first year under first year coach Brent Davis, um, they are 
they are doing that thing where they are not the best team in the state, but they are the hottest team in the state, mm-hmm. and that might there may not be that much of a difference. Because if you're looking at their record and you're going, oh, they're seven and three. What in the heck are we even doing here, right? Uh, they started off two and three and have rattled off their last five, and they've done them in very impressive fashion. Something has clicked for them. Something has figured out. They've, they've figured something out. I think a lot of it has to do with Brandon Redden. Their quarterback has kind of risen up. They got this junior running back in Dalvin Betts. This is not Bats, rather. This is a team you don't want to see right now. Mm-mm. And if you're looking for a team, and especially in what feels like a pretty wide open Region Four, this is a team you don't want to run into right now. Can I throw out uh, Katie Pato as well? Sure. Oh. I think that I think we'll see them. I think we might get them in a Manville uh, rematch. Yeah. Yeah, in a in a regional well, final, it's, yeah, it's, it's entirely possible. Three. That was a team we were singing their praises, uh, you know, uh, up until they lost to Manville. Uh, I know they'd love another another shot at them. Mm-hmm. That certainly that is a team, and I think Region Three's got a lot of them that don't have that kind of name recognition, mm-hmm. right? Pflugerville Weiss is another one, yep. a team that's really really good. Buta Johnson, a team that's really good, but maybe people don't know the name. That is what uh, uh, kind of litters Region Three there. So a lot of sleepers in Division One. I'm going to go with Gregory Portland as my deep sleeper. Let's matriculate Pickle to 5A Division Two here on our Bracket Breakdown Day on Texas Football Today. Reminder, you can find all the brackets and all the pairings and all the matchup information at texasfootball.com slash playoffs. Principal brackets, I should say. Yeah. Uh, real fast, did you see what, uh, one of the viewers of the show tagged us today? He, he's a teacher and had all of his brackets printed out on his whiteboard behind his desk. I love to see it. Amazing. You love to see it. 5A Division Two. it's Alito versus the field. Always. Let's just be honest about what this is. There's one team here that is the undisputed number one team in 5A Division Two. There's one team here that's the defending champs. There's one team here that looks like the entire bracket's going to go through them, yep. and it's Alito. Now, I think that Region 2 has a number of challenges for them that they have not had to face in past years. Mm-hmm. For example, I think they could see Frisco Liberty in the second round. Mm-hmm. That's tough. I think they could see a team like South Oak Cliff or Frisco in the third round. That's tough. And I think they could see Lovejoy in the fourth round. That's tough. Okay? That said, any conversation about 5A Division Two revolves around this question. Are you taking Alito? Or are you taking the other six, one of the other 63 teams in, in, in the bracket? Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the, the long and short of it. I don't, that's not to say that I think that Alito's bulletproof. I think they can be got. But what I'm telling you is that... Until it happens. The conversation has to be focused around this question simply because of how dominant they have been not only this year but historically. Mm -hmm. That is, for me, the real question here. We'll talk a lot about uh, the the, the contenders elsewhere, things like that, but until somebody knocks them off in the playoffs, it has to be the question of Alito versus the field. That's That's where the conversation has to start. Three contenders, Alito, duh. I think I think the, I think the thing about Alito is their defense. Like that's what really sets them apart this year. I think their offense is pretty good, they which is so wild because it's been so. They don't opposite. necessarily they don't necessarily have the uh, the offensive or the explosiveness they've had in past years. They've always had like one great. to two guys, like the mm-hmm. dudes, and I don't. I feel like they've got a team this year, which sounds dumb well, considering no, how much they've won. I but I just think it's the defense. is, yeah. is the biggest difference. That's where it all starts with them. Fort Ben Marshall bobbing along, another undefeated regular season for James Williams' squad. Ho hum, doing the same thing. I think they're the favorite. Favorite in Region Three, and I think that they're going to be, you know, problematic. Now, look, they were the favorite in Region Three last year, and look what happened. You know, Crosby. Mm-hmm. So, you you know, that's what that's what you get for assuming. But I certainly I think that they are they are the team to beat in Region Three, and probably on that right side of the bracket. And then I would go with Lovejoy, even though now it's does it spook me that they dropped their regular season finale to Frisco Liberty? Yeah, mm-hmm. it does. Um, this is going to be a real test for Chris Ross to refocus his guys, uh, to go out there and make sure they don't let one loss beat him twice. Uh, I think that they, they've got an interesting game this week against Crandall, simply because yep. Crandall can score. And so if Lovejoy's going to fart around a little bit, we could be talking big-time upsets. But make no mistake, if you wipe away Week 11, Love there were people who thought that Lovejoy was the favorite yep. to win Region 2. So I don't think that one game against a really good Frisco Liberty team, mind you, I don't think that one one loss should necessarily uh, knock them from the ranks of the contenders. As far as sleepers are concerned. I like this one. I went with San Antonio Alamo Heights. We're not going to talk a ton about... I think people don't talk a ton about Region 4 in 5A Division 2. I don't know why. 
<laughs> this is an Alamo Heights team that is undefeated. They're bottom, they play old school football. Their defense is great. They run the ball well. And by the way, I think they've got a really, really, like a tremendously beneficial draw. Mm-hmm. Okay. If they get past that Cal Gelsa, they'll probably get Leander Glenn, look at Leander Glenn or Austin McCallum. They'll be Both favored beautiful. over either of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then my pick would be that they'll probably see either Mission Vets or Brenham. Mm-hmm. I think they'll be favored in that one. At that point, you're into the regional final, and you're seeing either Liberty Hill, Bernie Champion, maybe a team like Leander Rouse. Rouse yeah. I think the draw is there for the Meals. And I think that the way that they play, and, and I'm, I'm a big believer that, you know, look, it's such a cliche, but defense wins championships, right? But the way that their, de- their defense travels, and that's something you're not going to have to worry about, I think that that Alamo Heights defense gives them an opportunity to win Region, region 3, or Region 4, rather. The other team, the other teams I, I uh, pondered putting in here for the sleeper spot, Texas High. I like that. I think Texas High is a team that nobody talks I think we think of Region 3 as like the Houston bracket yeah. or the Houston region, but Texas High is a team certainly to keep an eye on there. And then look, I mean, it, it sure, seems like, sure seems like we are, Wichita Falls, right, yeah, it sure seems like we're going to get Ryder and, mm-hmm. and, and, um, and Lubbock Cooper for the umpteenth consecutive year in a regional final, right? Kind of feels like that's the way. Anyway, 5A Division 2 is going to be a lot of fun. Pickle, let's move on to re to class 4A and 4A Division One is where you can find uh, a lot of a lot of intrigue here in the 4A Division One bracket. Of course, you can find all the brackets at TexasFootball.com/slash/playoffs. We'll have everything you need for the 2021 Texas High School Football Playoffs right there. Let's start with my big picture. Surprisingly unpredictable. Maybe I'm just getting caught up in the fact. The last two years in 4A Division One, it has sure felt like we were just waiting for a coronation. Yep. Last year it was Argyle, mm-hmm. and it was like, boy, it just it became pretty pretty apparent. Sometime late in the regular season, we started looking around. We're like, nobody's going to touch Argyle. No, this is, this is a like we're just waiting for them to get to AT and T. Yeah, the luster of like Waco La Vega Argyle mm-hmm. wasn't even all no. that sparkful last year. The year before, you remember. It was Carthage. Because yep. Carthage was in 4A Division one before they dropped out. Mm-hmm. And that felt the same way. It's like, boy, we're just kind of all sitting around waiting, huh? Mm-hmm. Just going to... All right, let's just go ahead and fast forward to, you know, December whatever. It sure felt like Carthage's to lose, right? This year, I don't know. It's been a minute since we've had an a 4A Division one that is as unpredictable as we've got this year. And I'll be honest. see if I can say this. I think I can see there's one region I would have to squint. Yeah. I think I can see a state champion in any of the regions. I would have to squint in region one, I'll be honest. Region one's where I would have to squint. Yeah. But region two, no doubt we'll talk about them in a minute. Uh Region three, I think there's a couple. And region four, I think there's at least one, potentially two or three. I think there's one at the top. So for me, for a division one... This is as unpredictable a region or a, a bracket as we've seen in a long time. Now the power nexus again is going to lie in region two. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is where you find the defending state champs Argyle, who are not going to lie down. No, that's where you find Stephenville. Mm-hmm. That's where you find Melissa, the team that beat Argyle. Right. That's where you find Waco La Vega, who I I don't think you want a piece of. No. Right. That's where you find teams like Cannondale, like Midlothian Heritage. This is a really dangerous. And Kaufman's region. even been up. Kaufman, exactly. <laughs> This is, for me, the Power Nexus is in Region 2. But it's been a minute since we've had at this kind of unpredictable uh, bracket in four, as we'd have in 4A Division 1. Three contenders. Austin LBJ, the number one team in the state, and, and certainly looking that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it is kind of amazing. We don't talk about this enough with Jamal Fenner's bunch. It's kind of amazing that they sent Andrew McCuba to Clemson, mm-hmm. and they sent Latrell McCutcheon to Oklahoma, and they're better. I was fixing to say, I feel like at the end of last season, we were like, okay, that was their shot. Like Absolutely. when we were watching, when we were watching the Region Four after dark, we're like, they have to get it done now, yep. or it'll be the the one and done. Mm-hmm. And here they are. Yeah, and here they are, looking every bit the part, arguably even more of a contender to win a state championship than they were last mm-hmm. year. Amazing. And that says something about the culture of that program happening right now. Steve Stephenville. Um, I think Stephenville, of course, they're the number two team in the state. They have been outstanding. Ryder Lambert, their quarterback, 
Koye Aiken, their their wide receiver, um, the, the 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 defense led by linebacker Reese Young. This team is dangerous. This team is impressive. This team is all the all the things you need to win a state championship are there in our in Stephenville, but they will at some point have to run into Argyle, which they could see in the regional final regional semifinals. And look, you know Argyle has that one loss in the year, right? They've got the loss to to Melissa, and. I think one of the things that, that like for Argyle, this is this is their time of year. This is when they shine. Mm-hmm. This is when they play their best football. Can they do it again? Can they turn it on in the face of what feels like an even tougher region too? That's the question for the defending state champs there in Argyle. But make no mistake, they're the defending champs. They deserve to be listed on these contenders lists. My sleeper, I'm going to region three. I'm going to go with El Campo. It's hard to call them a sleeper when they're top 10 in the state, but... They they are a team whose running game is pretty much unmatched, mm-hmm. um, with Reuben Owens and that whole bevy, that whole stable of running backs they've got back there. They are also a team that I think got a pretty favorable draw, and is going to have an opportunity to make a pretty deep run. Mm-hmm. I think they've got to be the favorite in that bottom half of, of that region, and then they'd see a team like maybe Kilgore or Vider in the in a regional final. I think if you want to install them as the favorite in region 3, you're you're capable. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about region 3 and region region 2 and region 4. But region 3 feels like it could be there for the taking for El Campo. The other team I would throw in there as a sleeper is El Paso Riverside. I like it. I know what you're thinking. Tepper. El Paso Riverside, really. Guys, guys, they can score. Yeah. Their offense is off the charts good. And that's going to be a problem in a region 1 that I think is down yep. all all like across the board. I think region one is down. And so if you want to install uh, El Paso Riverside as one of the favorites in region one, I think you could. I think this could be the year we see that deep run for an El Paso team. Keep an eye on them. That's my sleepers. For a division two now, Pickle. We're going to talk about 4A Division 2. You can find all the brackets at texasfootball.com slash playoffs here on Bracket Breakdown Day here on Texas Football Today. Find all the brackets at texasfootball.com slash playoffs. Start with our big picture. Big picture is forget Carthage for a second. <laughs> I don't want I don't want you guys to go crazy. I'm certainly not burying Carthage. Right? It's what we said, but the previous bracket is now just matriculated down to 4A Division 2. So, <laughs> so... A, a lot of the conversation around 4A Division Two is going to center around Carthage. As it should. As it should. They're the number one team in the state. They are looking, they look like a team that could win another state championship. I have some concerns about their offense, but their defense has been lights out. Let's talk about all the teams around Carthage. Let's talk, let's, you know what? Let's just have a Carthage-centered f- conversation about the teams that could beat them. Okay? Regional semifinals. They could see China Spring. Okay. Major Bowden, that offense there for for uh, Coach Brian Bell's squad, that def- that 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 China Spring team could be very very solid. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye on them. In the regional final, they can see a team like West Orange Stark. West Orange Stark has plenty of um, uh, pedigree here. They could also see a team like Belleville. Keep an eye on them. Belleville could be there. The, let's say they get let's say they get past Region Three and they get into the state semifinal. They could see a team like Piranha Monavaro. They could see a team like Quero. They could see a team like Wimberley. They could see any number of teams that could challenge them. Wimberley's right? good, man. Then in a state, semi, a state championship game, who could they see? Well, I don't know. They could see a team like Gilmer, right? They could see a team like Salina. They could see a team like that. I'm just saying that if you if you are looking at 4A Division Two and you're just saying, ah, oh, wake me up when we get to the state championship game so we can just crown Carthage, I don't think that's the case this year. They are the best team. In, they are, in my opinion, the number one team in 4 Division 2. They are the team to beat here. That does not mean that they are unbeatable. And I think that there are some teams that can certainly challenge them. Three contenders, Carthage. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. Like, there, I, I don't have anything to add to that. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it just is what it is. It, yeah. Um, Carthage, uh, they are... The defense with Kip Lewis has been remarkable. Now... Again, the offense has got to get into gear. And at some point, they're going to need that offense to save them. To save them. But their defense has been good enough that it may not matter for at least a couple more weeks that the offense has only been okay. right? Gilmer. Um, Brandon Tennyson is cooking. The defense, I think, is starting to round into form. I think they're the favorite in Region 2. Um, I think that they are... I mean, Van may have something to say about that. But that's a team certainly to keep an eye on there. I am... Um, I'm very, very excited to, to see what, what Gilmer can do this year. In Salina, 
I like it. This is a Salina team that I think has somehow found a way, despite being, um, despite being nine and one, to fly under people's radar. I don't know why they took that twenty-three nothing loss to Argyle in back in September. And if since then, look, they've been pummeling fools. If you look at their non-district schedule that they go through, yeah. it's insane. They have, like, a over, they have a win over Melissa. Yeah, who beat Argyle? Right. This is a really good Salina team. And I think they're the favorite in region, region 1. I think they are a bona fide state championship contender. Sleeper. I'm going to go over to Region 4 talk about Wimberley. Now, Wimberley's an interesting team this year because I, their defense is great. Offense mm, yeah. can no-show sometimes. Mm-hmm. If the offense shows up, Wimberley's awful tough to beat. Mm-hmm. Defense has been excellent all year long. Code Red is it's excellent. <laughs> excellent. So... If you want to install them, I, I'm very interested in a Quero Wimberley regional semifinal if we can get there. Mm-hmm. But for me, that is a team in Wimberley that may be flying under people's radar that you should be paying attention to. A lot of sleepers here. Region One's got a number of sleepers as well. I think Sweetwater's a sleeper. Um, but overall, I look at I look at you know, the, I look at Wimberley as a team that we could see in a state semifinal pretty easily mm-hmm. and feel feel like we know feel like that is not necessarily a huge surprise. So there it is. There's four eight division two. Now, a word from our friends at From Now On. From Now On is a proud sponsor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and your school's one-stop shop for community connection. Simplify your athletic communications with From Now On. Their FanX platform gives schools at all levels of the game a one-stop shop mobile experience that makes driving communication, creating engagement, and generating revenue easy. From Now On helps connect your school community with everything they need to win on game day. Schedules, streams, digital tickets, real-time notifications, and more. Learn more by visiting their website at from-now-on.com or follow them on Twitter or Instagram at fromnowonexp. Here on Texas Football Today, we're going through each of the 12 uh, UIL Texas High School Football Brackets. Going, telling you what to keep an eye on in each of them. We're going to matriculate now on pickle. We're halfway through. Feels like, feels like we still got a long way to go. But three A Division One. <laughs> you always hit about three A and go. Oh gosh, we're not even close to being done. Three A Division One pickle. You can find all the brackets TexasFootball.com/slash/playoffs. Let's start with the big picture. The big picture is in for another surprise. Question mark. Let's flash back to last so year. So last year, last year, I think the most. Bef- I think if you had told us before the season mm-hmm. that the state championship game was going to be Hallettsville and Jim Ned, mm-hmm. we would have told you you're crazy. Yes, we would have said, mm, yeah, I think you're maybe forgetting that Brock exists. Yep, I think you're, you're maybe you know. Uh, there's a few other teams. Well, there I was that, six, you, know. you can flash back to Thanksgiving weekend last year when mm-hmm. the 3A Division One bracket where Grandview lost. Mm-hmm. Like, it literally, everything blew up that Grandview, one day. Brock, all these teams. You're telling me that suddenly you're going to have some party crasher like yeah. Aliceville or Jim Ned get in? Huh. I do think that while there are some teams that have risen to the top, there is a fair bit of chaos potential in 3A Division One. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, it, it may not be what you think it is, right? It may be that you have a team like Shallow Water mm-hmm. get really hot and suddenly win, win out of Region 1, right? Um, it could be a team, because here's the thing. We'll be seeing Jim Ned and Brock in a regional semifinal in all, in all likelihood. But that top half of the bracket, why not a team like Bushland or Shallow Water? Yeah. Something like that. It could be that you have another team like that has multiple losses that somehow makes it into a state semifinal, like a team like Lorena. Or West. Very high on Lorena. <laughs> West is a team that maybe doesn't have the brand name potential, but is certainly capable of making its own run out of Region 2. Now, they'd have to navigate through a tough a tough bracket, but I think they're And likely see capable. Grandview again. <laughs> yeah, but they wouldn't. But here's the thing. They're on the clean side of the bracket. Mm-hmm. Grandview has the dirty side of the bracket. Yes. We'll talk about them in a moment. You could have a team like Edna. Mm-hmm. Why not Edna? Why not a team uh, like uh, undefeated Corpus Christi London, right? Now, make no mistake. There are, there are certified, bona fide, number one lock in contenders that, are gonna, that when they lose, it will be an upset. Mm-hmm. But I do think that when you take a look at 3A Division One, and maybe I'm just letting last year color my perspective, I think there's a lot of intrigue here and a lot of chaos potential. So, without further ado, here are my contenders. Jim Ned. 
the defending state champs, the number one team in the state. Xavier Wishart is still really good at running, if Xavier, anyone didn't know. Xavier Wishart still very good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it, certainly a contender and a team that until they when they lose it'll be an upset. If they lose it'll be an upset, basically. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That is a team. Now there's also Brock. Mm-hmm. Now they would now now these two teams are probably going to meet in the regional semifinals. Yes, like it, it would be an upset if they didn't. Mm-hmm. But Brock is certainly looking for a receipt from last year because yes. they got they got kind of I don't want to say embarrassed, but I think that I think they got they got uh, it was they got talked about mm-hmm. they got talked about on a statewide level as as being upset mm-hmm. and that is not a fun place to play no they were like they would certainly like a a, a, a receipt there and I'm going to stay on that left side of the bracket and Mount Vernon okay the Purple Tigers are undefeated the Purple Tigers are humming along under their new head coach mm-hmm. keep an eye on the Purple Tigers they have been well, excellent the, all year long the kids that are still there did get a taste of that long playoff mm-hmm. run last year so that always they adds came a within lot. a quarter playing for a title yep they're certainly within that mix my sleeper is Columbus. Okay. The right side of the bracket, Region 3. I think the Cardinals uh, navigated through the most difficult district in um, in, in 3A Division 1 uh, when they got out of District 12, 3A Division 1. The 3A Division 1. I think they've got a pretty favorable draw as a result. Now, Lorena is a team that I'm very high on, mm-hmm. and I think is very good, but Columbus has that sleeper potential. They've shown that they can hang with pretty much anybody. Keep an eye on Lorena as a sleeper. Region 4 has got a number of sleepers as well, including Poteet. Shout out, Lano Yellow Jackets. Poteet with Ernest Davila, uh, who's one of the state's leading rushers. Um, I think Region 4 has got a ton of them. Keep an eye on uh, – my sleeper, though, in Region 3 is – or rather in 3A Division 1 is Columbus. I like what this Cardinals team brings. I think Matt Schobel's done an unbelievable job with that team. 3A Division 2 now, Pickle. Let's matriculate on down to 3A Division 2. Talk about this playoff bracket. You can find all the playoff brackets and print them for yourselves. Fill them out. Do bracket madness. How people say – no. TexasFootball.com slash playoffs, where you can break down all of the brackets. 3A Division Two. the big picture here, does wide open mean unpredictable? Mm-hmm. I want to I draw a, 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 a contrast here. Right now, I think I know what the state championship game is probably going to be. Yeah. Okay. In 3A Division Two. Now, that's saying something, mm-hmm. right? But I think I do. Because I think that the left side of the bracket, if I had to pick a team, I'd pick Gunner. Mm-hmm. I think on the right side of the bracket, if I had to pick a team, I'd pick Franklin. Mm-hmm. Those would be the two teams that I would say are the favorites to make it to AT&T. Now, that said, I also think this is one of the most wide open brackets. Yeah. And here's what I mean by that. I think that Region 1... Because Canadian has kind of fallen back to the pack, it sure feels like it's anybody's ballgame in 3A Division 2, or in, in Region Region, one. yeah. Region 3? Boy, a lot of teams, okay? Newton, uh, uh, Wascom, West uh, Dangerfield, West Rusk, uh, a lot of really good teams. ARP I'm still pretty high on. A lot of really good teams in Region t- 3, that feels wide open. I also think that the remainder of Region 2 and Region 4 feels pretty wide open, right? So, like, like for example, like, Holiday could make a run. Eastland, we still don't know what we're getting at. In Region 4, like, what happens if a team like Van Vleck gets going? Uh, what do we think of Poth, right? Odom is undefeated. It's weird because this simultaneously feels like we're on a collision course mm-hmm. and also that anything can happen around that. I was thinking, you know what this is this is classic on paper bracket like on paper we know who mm-hmm. should probably be in the state championship but mm-hmm. we don't play on paper <laughs> three contenders uh gunner uh undefeated Jake Fizell squad has has looked the part of the state championship contender all season long uh Hutt Graham is operating that offense at a high level the defense is his normal self I think the favorite in Region 2. I think the favorite to come out of the left side of the bracket. Mm-hmm. Franklin, uh, wire-to-wire number one team in 3A Division 2. Start of the year, uh, undef- uh, as our, our pick-to-click, they have done nothing to dissuade us from them. The Lions have looked outstanding. And then Childress, probably the new favorite in Region 1, especially mm-hmm. after going and beating Canadian. Um, I think that as a result, they get a much more favorable draw uh, heading into, uh, I, I think that they, you know, as opposed to, you know, Canadians going to have to deal with Idaloo in the first round, right? Yeah, that's that's, that's no bueno. You don't want to you don't want to deal with that in the first round, especially as banged up as they are. And so, to me, Childress does look like the favorite in Region One, and as a result, they are probably 
uh, on that list of contenders of uh, teams that can win a state championship. My sleeper here is Wascom. Yeah, I like the Wildcats a lot. They got a lot of speed. They got they've got they, they are a team that people out in East Texas are talking about them in the same way that they were talking about them when they made that run to NRG Stadium. Mm-hmm. This is a team that I think has speed on both sides of the ball. Yes, they can run the ball, but also their defense flies to the football. I like this Wascom team a lot. Uh, Wascom is my sleeper here, and I think that Region 3 is probably as a whole a sleeper. Newton is a team that I think has flown under people's radar. West Rusk, as you mentioned, flown under people's radar. But for now, my pick my pick as far as sleepers are concerned would be Wascom in 3A Division 2. Let's move on, Pickle, to 2A Division One. 2A Division One. We're breaking down the brackets here on TexasFootball.com. Uh, Texas Football Today, we are uh, going through each and every of the Texas high school football playoff brackets. You can find those brackets to print for yourselves at TexasFootball.com slash playoffs. 2A Division One. let's start with my big picture. My big picture here, tale of two halves of the bracket. <laughs> I Boo. I hate when <laughs> announcers are like, oh, it's really a tale of two halves or something like that. Like, because one team played well in the first half and the other team played well in the second. I was like, yeah, it's yeah. Called, it called a game. Uh, but I think if you took a, a knife and you just cut it right down, cut that bracket right down the middle and you separated it region one, region two, and region three, region four, you would have two extremely different scenarios. Okay. On the right side of the bracket, so the Region 3, Region 4 side. Mm-hmm. So I should do it. Screen right. On yeah, the right side of the bracket. <laughs> I'm doing it to myself. On the right side of the bracket, you got Region 3 and Region 4. Mm-hmm. Region 3 feels like they have a certified, bona fide, no, no frills about it contender. Yes. State championship contender there in Timpson. Mm-hmm. Timpson looks like the team to beat in Region 3. The Bears. I would be shocked if they didn't win Region 3, yeah. quite frankly. They look like the team to beat. Uh, which is funny because you remember last year at this time we were talking about who's going to grab Region Three. Yeah, we're, Beckville. Joaquin, we were talking like all, you know? these, all these weird teams. Hearn is Hearn going to do it? Yeah. Right? Um, that was one of those on the bracketology videos. I think you went hmm? Garrison <laughs> Hawkins, like yeah. all of these teams. This year, not like that. Timpson locked and loaded. They feel like the favorite. In Region Four, it does still feels like we are we are headed headed headlong into a regional semi, uh, regional final between Shiner and Furio. The winner of that game likely uh, that that that's what feels like we're going to get there. And the, the winner of that game, of course, is on to the state semifinal. Another so, one. <laughs> so so really, what I would say right now is on that right side of that bracket, on that right side of the bracket, Region Three, Region Four, mm-hmm. you could pencil in 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 you know light pencil, so you can erase if you need to because yeah. it's the playoffs. Timpson versus Shiner slash Refurio. Yes. Right. I think that's fair right now. Yeah. The other side of the bracket, the left side, who the heck knows, guys? Here comes your hmm. Okay. Who the heck knows? Okay. We'll start with Region 2. Region 2, if you want to say it's Crawford, I think that's fair. I think they look like the favorite right now, but they are also a team that would have to get past teams like Italy, that would have to get past teams like Lindsay potentially, and who knows what the, the status of Colt Shucker is. Uh, unbeaten Cupper, a lot of really good teams in Region 2, they would have to navigate. And then there's Region 1, where... They say even Marlon? I want to throw that out there oh, real yeah. fast. No, Marlon's <laughs> got the, certainly got the dudes. Region 1? I mean, I don't even know. Okay? Yeah. Let me... Let me re- here's a, here is, to me, every team that I could conceivably see winning Region 1. Okay, you ready? Panhandle, Cisco, New Deal, mm-hmm. Forsan, Hawley, Sundown, Coleman, <laughs> Farwell. All of them. All of them. I can see all of them winning the region. All of them. That is so rare. It's so rare. And, and it's because all of these teams, uh, I mean, really, we'll get to one of them in a moment, but all of them have shown uh, kind of spurts of dominance. Yep. And all of them have also sh- shown uh, spurts of, of, of problems. Yeah, and a lot of, they're all playing each other, too. So <laughs> It is going to be a lot of fun in Region 1. And so, to me, you got to split this bracket up into two different sides because they are telling completely different stories. Let's talk about contenders. My three contenders are all on that other side of the bracket. It's Shiner, Refurio, and Timpson. And and to go not to go on and on about it, but those three teams, in my opinion, have separated themselves as the clear three mm-hmm. best teams in the state. And talk about and it. if you want to give Timpson a small advantage because they don't have to go through one, they only have to face one of these other mm-hmm. ones, right? Um, that is what's going to make this particularly interesting. Is that an advantage for Timpson that they will only have to face one of Shiner and Refurio? 
that's back to back wing like uh, oh my gosh. of bangers. Like I mean, yeah, back to back weeks. I mean, it really is a lot. So there's a my sleeper is the Blue Cats of Coleman. How about that? Um, this is a team that I feel like people may not be paying a ton of attention to, but they are undefeated. Mm-hmm. They're their defense has been relentless. They've given up 39 points in nine games. They have been outstanding. They took down Cisco. And remember, they were the team that beat Cisco. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. They have that win over Cisco. That is where they're hanging their hat right now. 31-7 absolutely dominated the big damn Lobos. I am I'm buying it on Coleman. And I think they could win the region. I think they could be playing for at AT&T. Yeah. I think they're that good. I think that defense is going to be... I, I think if we were to get a Coleman-Crawford state semifinal, oh, that's that would be like 9-7, to seven, <laughs> like gladiatorial stuff. That, I mean, the defenses alone would be fun to watch. Yeah, you have that on one side, and then you have uh, the mixture of the three big ones. It's like, holy yeah. cow. <laughs> right. So that is 2A Division One. It's going to be a lot of fun. On to 2A Division Two, Pickle. The smallest 11-man classification. Uh, you can find all of these brackets at texasfootball.com slash playoffs. We're going to start with the big picture. The big picture is, can anyone stop Mart? And what's funny is that we were having <laughs> the same conversation last year. Now, weren't we? Yep, and Winthorst uh, got the job done. And Winthorst answered that question and goes, uh, Hey, we're over here. <laughs> yes, we can. And so, look, we're, we're in a similar position as we were last year. Mart's the number one team in the state. Mart's the number one team in the state, in my opinion, in a, by a pretty considerable margin. Yeah. I would, right now, I would, con- I would put Mart as about a touchdown favorite over anyone else in the state in a state championship game. Yeah. Like, over the number two team in the state. I'd put them as about a touchdown favorite. That's just me. But... That didn't mean a hill of beans last year. No, it did not. Because you play the games on the field. And you you wonder mentally where Mart is at. Now, look, I don't think that they're in any sort of peril in Region 3. I think they are pretty clearly the number one team. Maybe a team like Tenaha in a regional final, but that would be on down the, on down the line. Mm-hmm. Maybe in a semifinal against a team like Cristoval or a team like Tejanus, uh Fall City, they, they're used to saying, you know, every single year. But they've had no problem with that. That is the big question that is going to, like, much like we were talking about with Carthage in 4A Division 2, the, 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 the conversation is going to send, and Alito in 5A Division 2, mm-hmm. for that matter, the conversation is going to revolve around one team. It's going, to, it's going to surround one team, and it's Mart. Can anyone stop them? I think the answer is maybe, because I think there's some really good teams they could see down the line. Mm-hmm. But they, in my opinion, they may not see those teams because of the way the brackets are drawn. They may not see those teams until the state state championship game. Yes, three contenders, Mart. Mm, I mean, probably could have seen them even. Come <laughs> and there's Munster. Munster, of course, the champions of District Seven, mm-hmm. and uh, their defense has been outstanding. They've got Colton Deckard, the running back, who's been outrageously good this year. They, of course, have state championship pedigree themselves. Mm-hmm. They've made it that far, and then of course their district bunkmates, Winthorst. Mm-hmm. I think there's a fair chance we see. You know, it's it's funny. So Munster wins the district. They actually may have done themselves a disservice by doing that in the sense that... Historically speaking. Munster is going to have to see Albany now. Mm-hmm. Whereas Winthorpe would not until, uh, like, they would get to a regional final. They would not. They're on the... They are, I would say that Munster, by winning the district, put themselves on the dirty side of the bracket. Yeah. As a result... Does that have any sort of impact? Because Winthorpe ain't going away. I think that I think mm-hmm. they would love another shot at Munster. I think they are, are. I think they'd love another shot at Munster. I also think that Albany, it's just what they've been doing, just plowing along. Mm-hmm. Defense has been great. Denny Faith, of course, they have state championship pedigree as well. Region two is really, in my opinion, the highest concentration of contenders lies in Region two. Mm-hmm. And this is another one of those. If Munster and Winthorpe were to meet in that regional final again, this is one of those classic things like an Argyle La Vega or a Wimberley Navarro, where when one team wins in the regular season, mm-hmm. typically it's the other one that flips it around mm-hmm. and wins in the regional finals. So it's always interesting to see that. My sleeper, Badger, 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 <laughs> Badger, Badger. I knew that's where that was going. <laughs> the Badgers of McCamey are my sleeper. I like this team a whole heck of a lot. 
Mm-hmm. I think they run the ball really well with Matthew Rosas. I think they can throw the ball when they need to uh, with uh, Nano Rodriguez. I think their defense has been very strong all year. They have the one loss in the year to Forsan, which is a, a loss that has that has aged extremely well. That is a 9-1, 2A Division One team. I think Michael Woodard's Badgers are for real. I think they have an opportunity to win Region 1. Um, you know, look, they're going to have to get through teams like Stratford. They're going to have to get to, through teams like Clarendon, potentially. But this is a really, really impressive McCamey team. I think a well-rounded McCamey team that can make a run if things break the right way for them. So keep an eye on McCamey. They are my sleeper this year in 2A Division 2. That is 2A Division 2. All right, Pickle, we got another thing to do, a little, another bit of business to take care of, and that is Dave Campbell's Texas Football, in conjunction with the Texas Bowl, is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most serving high schoolers in the state of Texas. Each Monday, TexasFootball.com announces 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. We then leave it up to you. Voting at TexasFootball.com is open right now. Uh, voting closes each mo- Friday at noon, with the winner being announced shortly thereafter. Your Week 11... Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees, Jefferson quarterback Chris Bowman threw for 440 yards and four touchdowns, ran for 58 yards and two scores, and also had 10 tackles. El Paso Eastwood quarterback Andrew Martinez, 334 yards, six touchdowns passing, 97 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Flower Mound quarterback Nick Evers was very mean to my beloved Coppell Cowboys, 228 yards and two touchdowns passing, 147 yards and four touchdowns rushing. I hope you're happy, Mr. Evers. <laughs> Good on you, Nick. <laughs> Buda Johnson quarterback Jesse Medina, 303 yards and two touchdowns passing, 120 yards and four touchdowns rushing. Mainer quarterback Quentin Joyner carried the ball 26 times for 402 yards wow. and five touchdowns for Mainer. Shout out, Ish. <laughs> Seminole quarterback Blake Flowers, 309 yards, five touchdowns passing, 65 yards, a touchdown rushing, and 10 receiving yards for funsies. Roscoe wide receiver and kicker Antonio Aguayo, 10 catches, 258 yards, and four touchdowns receiving. He kicked a 36-yard field goal, which is no small potatoes in 2A, Mm-mm. and he, he went 5-for-5 five five on PATs. Amarillo River Road running back Elliot Brown ran for 332 yards and five touchdowns on the ground. Mercedes wide receiver Tyrell Trevino had eight catches for 201 yards and four touchdowns receiving. He also had a 76-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. And finally, Kilgore running back and safety Davin Ryder, 319 yards, five touchdowns on the ground, 12 tackles, and two interceptions in their big win uh, over Lindale. Mm-hmm. So those are your Week 11 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees. Vote early, vote often, vote now at TexasFootball.com. All right, Pickle, we are finishing up our bracket breakdowns. Each of the 12 UIL Texas High School football brackets, you can find them at TexasFootball.com slash playoffs. We're into six-man! Let's go. Six-man territory, talking about the six-man playoffs. 1A Division One. Let's start with my big picture. Somebody's O must go. Give credit where credit's due. As I came up with that myself. That Nobody gets any credit. Shout out Rick Renner. <laughs> One of the things that I noticed, and this is just a small thing, and and, and, and and probably has no bearing on this. Okay. One of the things that I noticed, I think, because, okay, let's let's go back to some of the other brackets, okay? Some of the other brackets, um, we were looking at the teams and, and, and all the contenders we were talking about, a lot of them had losses. A lot of them were nine and one, maybe eight and two, something like that. Almost all of the major contenders in this in this bracket, I think, enter this undefeated, mm-hmm. which is kind of remarkable. May yeah. undefeated, Water Valley undefeated, Jonesboro undefeated, Abbott undefeated, Hermley undefeated. A lot of them, and these two these teams, by the way, are going to meet each other quick. Yeah, because of the way that the bracket is broken out in six man. If you didn't know, one A, you only get two teams in the playoffs instead of four, so it's a thirty two team bracket instead of a sixty four team bracket. Mm-hmm. So these two teams are going to line up against one another in a hurry. Uh, for example, Sterling City plays unbeaten Hermley in the first round of the playoffs. Sterling City was for long stretches of the season the number one team in, in our ranking. Yeah. Okay. Um. You can also see a team like, um, let's see, there's another example. Oh, uh, May and Jonesboro are probably going to meet in the second round. Mm -hmm. Second round, matchup of unbeatens in the second round potentially. That's what's so interesting about about the six-man is because of of the truncated nature of the bracket, you kind of get to the good stuff quicker. 
Mm-hmm. Like, there are some banging first-round matchups. Sometimes in, in the 11-man brackets, the first round's a bit of a snoozer. Right. You get those one versus four, it gets a little bit yeah. difficult. Here, it's... Not so. Mm-hmm. We have trimmed the fat here, and you are into the good stuff right away here. Mm-hmm. So it is a lot... The, the 1A Division One bracket, I think especially, it lends itself to some big-time haymaker matchups early in the playoffs. I do have... I have a real torn issue with Region 3. Because um, Coach Terry Crawford's Abbott Panthers are there, but my beloved Blum Bobcats are also there. Mm-hmm. That hurts. Y- are you okay? Yeah, I think I'll be okay. How sure are you? Not 100%. Well, you know Cooper Thornhill and Terry Crawford are like buddies, right? I know. That's what makes it even harder. It's a real you know, tear of heart there. Three contenders. Talked about two of them, May and Jonesboro. Mm-hmm. Um, those two teams, like, that's what's so remarkable. Region 4 feels like the power nexus between those three, those two, and Water Valley. Yeah. That is the power nexus in re- in, in 1A Division 1. There are so much star power in 1A Division 1 uh, in Region 4. And you're going to get, uh, you know, look, Lakey and Erion County would love to make us all look super <laughs> stupid. Yeah. But... Right now, I would assume that May and Jonesboro are going to meet in the second round of the playoffs, and that is... And then, by the way, the winner, that's probably getting Water Valley. So yep. you're talking right out of the chute. You're getting there. And then Abbott. I think Abbott's favorite in Region 3. Um, uh, they look like they look like the team to, to beat there. Um, Union Hill is not going to, would not be any sort of cakewalk in a second-round matchup. They could see a team, as you mentioned, like Blum or St. Joe mm-hmm. in, the, in the third round. But I think that the right, I think the right side of the bracket, what's funny, the, normally when you talk about contenders, it's usually the, it's usually left usually the side. west side. Yeah. It's usually the west side. But the, the east feels like where the, the power is kind of concentrated there. That's not to say that it's, there's not going to be fun on the left side of the bracket. Mm-hmm. My sleeper is Westbrook. Westbrook's got an ugly record, y'all. They're yeah. six and four, okay? But their losses are to Motley County. That's the number one team in 1A Division Two. We'll mm-hmm. get to them in a moment. Uh, Water Valley, who we just talked about, they're undefeated. Strawn, the number two team in 1A Division Two, mm-hmm. And Garden City, who's a very good team over in, uh, very good team as well. They are a team, they have a win over Sterling City. They are a team, they have a win over Borden County as well. I think Westbrook is one of those teams that if you're only looking at the records, you are mistaken. Mm-hmm. I think they, you know, I think that we had to give an asterisk in the rankings every single week when we were like, we're okay, like, trust we, me, we know the numbers look awful, just, but we're not we dumb. We're <laughs> I look at this and I think that I think Westbrook may even be if they get hot at the right time, uh-huh. may even be the favorite in region too. Hermeline Sterling City would certainly love have something to say about that. But I think that I think that Westbrook I think Westbrook looks the part of a of a contender. You know, Region One's got Borden County. They feel like the favorite there, in my opinion. Although that second round matchup with Spring Lake Earth looks like it'll be a lot of fun as yeah. well. So one A Division One, my sleeper here is Westbrook. Let's round it all out, pickle. One last bracket to go. It's the teeniest, tiniest little bracket. One A Division well, Two. The bracket size is the same. But. Bracket size is thirty-two <laughs> teams. But, uh, <laughs> the number one A Division Two, the smallest classification in UIL football, the smallest six-man classification. Big picture collision course? Question mark. <laughs> There's been a debate among six-man nerds about who the best team in one A Division Two is, and I think that there is a real solid, we can all be right kind of argument here Mm -hmm. for some it's motley county Mm -hmm. motley county has been our number one team in our rankings uh every uh since the beginning they they go wire to wire uh as the number one team in 1a division two they have looked the part they've done nothing to dissuade us from thinking that they're the best team uh they have wins over westbrook they've won over spur uh they have uh, a win over jayton this past week they have an outstanding resume they look the part mike bigham squad is very good there's another portion of six-man community that thinks it's strong, mm-hmm. and strong has certainly an argument as well. I mean, they've got a win over uh, over over the aforementioned Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got a win last week over Gore- over Gordon. Strawn has looked excellent this year. And the good thing is, they're on opposite sides of the bracket. <laughs> they would not see each other till a state championship game. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean by collision course. Are we just on a collision course for those two teams between Strawn and uh, Motley County? Now look. Each of them have their own difficult path to navigate. Motley County would have to get past Balmeray. Mm-hmm. In the second the de- round. Of course, the defending or, state yeah. champs. No no funsies there. And then they could see a team like, uh, maybe they see Jayton again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who they just beat. And then in the state semifinal, or state semifinal, they could see a team like Follett or Anton. On the right side, Strawn could see a team like 
uh, if they get out of Region 3, where I think they're the favorite, they could see a team like Richland Springs in the semifinal, and mm-hmm. Richland Springs and Strawn have a very long history of beating the tar out of each one. <laughs> so, yeah. Right now, if you were to ask me what I think the state championship game is going to be, I think it would be Strawn and Motley County. Mm-hmm. But they got to get there first, and that's the real joy of the playoffs. Three contenders. I mentioned all of them. Motley County, Strawn, and Richland Springs. Two of them on that right side of the bracket. That would be Strawn, Region 3 champion, against Richland Springs, Region 4 champion. Motley County has to navigate, I think, a very deep Region 2 and then get it past whoever would be in Region 1. Mm-hmm. My sleeper here is Anton. Okay? Undefeated Bulldogs um, have been outstanding for Coach Matthew uh, Matthew Hoover. Um, their signature win is probably that win they had over Whit Harrell back in to kick off uh, district play. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, in the end, you know Whit Harrell ends up making the playoffs the, themselves. They, they they it wouldn't be a surprise if we end up seeing them play one another once again. I think Anton, by virtue of uh, the the high powered offense that they bring to the table, I think they could be a sleeper there in Region One. Mm-hmm. I think like the brand name is probably Follett, right? Uh, that could be the team that 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 ends up making it. Can I throw out their blanket? Mm-hmm. Nine and one. Blanket has looked good. Um, yes. We, now the the problem with the problem blanket, with blanket is then they would run into Richland. They'd Springs. run into Richland Springs in a region fi- mm-hmm. regional final. That would be dangerous. And by the way, Oakwood is is also very good as well. Blankets blankets an interesting case. Um, I'm interested in seeing what they're able to do. For now, my sleeper would be Anton. And there it is, twelve. Texas high school football brackets broken down for you. We'll, of course, have bracketology coming up here uh, on our website coming up here in, in uh, uh, probably get them up tonight, right? Yeah. Probably get them up tonight. We'll have a new episode of Tap and Step tomorrow, breaking down the brackets even further. It's the most wonderful time of the year, and nobody covers the Texas high school playoffs quite like Dave Campbell's Texas football. And now we go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts, so she can talk for a minute. I was going to say, my final thought was be watching out for the YouTube page tonight because we're going to have just an influx of videos. Um, And I guess the other thing to throw out there, usually we do rankings on Monday. Obviously, we did not do those today, but they are up on the website, and those are the last ones we're doing for this year. So if you want to go see where the final rankings were, you can go to texasfootball.com slash rankings. Yes, and somebody's asking in my Twitter that said they got in late. Are we going to be able to watch this show from the beginning? Yes, you can. You can also subscribe to the podcast. So don't worry. You can whenever after we have to end the stream before you can go back and rewind it. Yeah. So, uh, that'll be ending here in just a moment because I'm done talking, yes. at least for five seconds until I have to talk more. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at textfootball.com for Ashley Pickle. I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please can be your player of the year trophy. Happy holidays. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Thank you.